to say yes sir and then the bible goes on to say eh hey, hey, if you are obedient you are calling the bible alaba shake bredo sokolo hey hallelujah ah no let's do this thing give me first peter chapter 3 i feel the anointing to teach this thing the light if the light goes on it's not enough it's not enough for the light to go on the bible says the light shines it shines no my light will not just go on hora basaka la mashida bahaya mambro do sagida haya no my light will not just go on it's not enough that you clear you have to be excellent your light no 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 it's, it's not enough that you feel before and he has put all things under his side under his side at Amplex where is he put them somebody shout it under my feet But we mean a lot to this world. The, ch- the church means a lot to this world. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter number 1 verse 1. And I'm reading from the amplified classic. In many separate revelations, each of which set forth a portion of the truth and in different ways God spoke of old to our forefathers in and by the prophets. But in these last days he has spoken to us in the person of his son, whom he appointed heir and lawful owner of all things. also by and through whom he created the worlds and the riches of space and the ages of time he made produce built operated and arranged them in order he is the sole expression of the glory of god the light being the outreign radiance of the divine and he is the perfect imprint and and very image of god's nature he, here's the part i want you to, to listen to upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by the mighty word of his power when he had by offering himself accomplished our cleansing of sins and riddance of guilt he sat down at the right hand of the divine majesty on high hallelujah so the bible says by whose mighty word of power he up, upholds maintains guides and propels serves the universe Maybe you can just reduce it a bit. I don't know. Can you all hear me at the back there? When you read the book of Ephesians chapter number one, you discover that you discover that all power was vested in Jesus Christ when He resurrected, and then it goes on to say, which He exercises through His body, the church. Jesus on earth. exercises his power through his body the church all of us who are the body of Christ including all of us individual congregations as the church you're following me and so the mighty word of his power is an esoteric language which only the church understands and not worldly people understand which unbelievers do not understand and so If the Bible says the world is preserved, propelled and kept by the mighty word of his power, exercised by his church, 
it explains why the world to an extent has increased in disorder ever since churches stopped meeting. The Spirit of God began to show me that, you see, when churches are meeting, there's a preservation on the earth. Because the Bible says we are the sort of the world. And one thing that sort does is it preserves. Sometimes they put fish in sorting fish. There's a putting somewhere. They put fish in salt <laughs> to preserve it. Bottom line, preservation, salt. And so we preserve this world by our presence. And when we meet like this and pray for the government and pray for the peace of the land, we may not even know it sometimes, but there's a lot of good we do to the world. I'm telling you, the day that the church will be raptured and we get out of here, there's going to be chaos. There's going to be chaos in this world. And there will be such crisis and chaos that they will have to pick a very wicked man called the Antichrist to, read them, to lead them. rather. That's how bad it's going to get when we get out of here. I hope you'll be getting out of this place with us. I'm telling you, it's, it's going to be really rough. And uh, I just thought I'd share with you so that you understand your importance on the earth. Hallelujah. Those are some of the things. That's why the Spirit of God was telling me, uh, we need, the earth needs meetings. The earth needs Christians like you, lifting your hands, praying for the nation, praying for the world, praying for the preservation of people. It works. Otherwise, there is no preservation without us. We mean a lot to the world, I'm telling you. We do mean a lot to the world. We have been talking about divine provision, understanding divine provision, and I'm not going to do the recap because <laughs> we've looked at a lot. We've been looking at understanding divine provision, and then we began looking at direction as a function of provision. We started looking at how God uses the principle of direction to provide for us. I've seen myself every time that God a place. Every time that God directs me into a project, every time that God directs me to a person, I gain. You can tell me, you, you see, um, when, we're, when we're beginning this church, and I want you to understand the way God thinks. We may not, we may not look at it because it does not, at it like that, because he does not demand a lot. But we have to understand the way that God thinks. When we were beginning the church, a lot of you were not working. And a lot of you were just students. We had one person working in this church. That's not far from here. And all I had was a vision and a 20 quarter. And people who were very loud, they believed in me. I'm the man of God. The donut, the man of God is just like a student. And then... It's that God hid from me the fact that we had needs until we started meeting. That's when I realized, wait, wait, we need this, we need that. But then all of a sudden, it's like everybody who began coming into this place began getting breakthroughs. At first, a lot of people knew me to be that guy for power. So they would come, I would pray for them, then they will get breakthroughs. And then they would disappear for good. They would even testify, man of God, when you read hands on me, and I would be like, oh my goodness, how are these are going to stay? <laughs> I went to go without even a thanksgiving. Not that I expect it. <laughs> and I'm not even bitter. God was trying to train me not to look to people, but to look to God. 
Okay? So even women of God have, have our own trainings. And, uh, but there were people who came and they lacked. This is why you people who don't have jobs, who don't have anything, you are my favorite. Because you see, I know what God is going to turn out of you. All you people who are looking for businesses, you want to get jobs, I'm warning you, I know the anointing that's in this place. I know, I know, I know in this place, you are going to find direction. In this place, you will marry well. <laughs> and in this place, God is going to prosper you. So, don't grow big-headed, eh? When the Lord increases you, your head should become small. Because there's no way God can bless you then you eat the money alone. After the deaconess has spoken, <laughs> oh, you are, you are just dancing for free. <laughs> so, anyways, we began to increase and increase, and I noticed some people who I may have not even been very interested in are the ones God began to grow into getting some of the most paying jobs. And these people were so faithful because they remembered where God took them from. This is why it's, we are not, we, it's not necessarily that we've learned we are not the most excited because we've received a person who's, who's doing fine. No, 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 no. God told us to build people. So I'm telling you, you who doesn't have a job, you who's just in fourth year or third year or just starting school, you are the one God is going to use this anointing for. I'm telling you. I've seen people come, come from a place and they are so... But when they, they, they came into the right environment, they became great men and women and married well. God has got this tendency to turn rags into riches. God has got a knack to turn fools into wise men. And God has, got, has put a calling on us to turn sinners into saints. That's our, that's our interest. As we want to see you, you don't have anything. If you have things, don't worry. You just keep adding up. But when you don't have, Ah, me, my anointing gets excited. Uh, just don't forget us when you become rich. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so direction is everything when it comes to provision. Where God sends you, it even matters the church you go to. Because where God sends you, he begins to open doors for you. And like I told you, one of the best decisions you can make in life is to go to a place where you have a priest who can teach you the word of God take you through the precepts of God and help you grow spiritually. You see, like the people I was talking about who would come, they just said that, ah, there's a command of God this time. When he prays for you, you will marry. <laughs> they came and they got the marriage and they left. I hope it stayed. <laughs> because, because, you see, sometimes source also means preserver. It's one thing to get a thing, but it's another thing to preserve it. It's one thing to make an achievement, but it's another thing to maintain the attainment. Okay? Those are two different things. So, when God blesses you in a place, you are taught the word of God, you are feeding the word of God, that's your home. Amen. Amen. And um, we looked at different examples of people who were directed. I told you that for me, divine direction has been my secret to success. Ever since the Lord began to direct me, I knew this is a, even God would direct me even towards the course I should take and the courses I should avoid in school. You can develop God's re a relationship with God like that. See that? 
God, God led me, excuse me, God led me towards who to marry and who not to marry. And God will lead you. God will lead you. Some of you only know, if we have to conquer family, no. There's a new line now you have. There are new things that will begin to follow you. The things that God has placed in your pastor, in the ministry, even if you are a visitor, you've come into, you've come in, in, in ah, what's the word, eh? You've come into connection with the blessing of God. Hallelujah. So something will change. When you go back, your pastor will even be amazed. Because you held something new. I want to look at a few things today. I want to look at divine provision by calling. So you can call it part 3C. Provision by divine calling. And then we're also going to look at provision by provision by favor, which is something I want to talk about. Now, a lot of people, a lot of times, the way I've seen God begin ministries or call people into ministries, I'm, I'm going to share with you a divine principle. Someone say divine principle. And from that divine principle, we are going to see uh, two streams. Now, the way that God, most of the times, when God is beginning a ministry, people seem not to have anything to start with. In the book of Luke chapter number, chapter number 10, the Bible says, verse 1, Luke chapter number 10, verse 1, I believe I'm reading from the NKJV, the Bible reads, After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also, sent them two by two before his face, into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he said to them, The harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray that the Lord of the harvest, therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. This is so important. Sometimes there are people who cannot listen to you because they are familiar with you. They are your brothers and sisters, they are husbands and wives. So they can just think, now you've become holy. <laughs> you can now tell us what to do. Because they saw you make mistakes. But you genuinely changed. And you genuinely want a change. The Bible says, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send laborers. There are people who, although they cannot listen to you, they will listen to you. <clears throat> Does that make sense? That's what happens. Somehow, they will just find the right person whom they fear, whom they respect. Everyone has got that person they respect. And they will listen. Why? Because you prayed. Somebody was praying for my uncle to get saved. My uncle got saved in a bar, drinking. Somebody was pushed to go there. He's now a pastor. Someone was pushed there. The man preached. Some people were laughing. We need such radical believers. Some people were laughing. He listened to the gospel and he got saved in a bar. Drunk, but the man couldn't sleep until he gave his life to Christ. And he grew so fast and is now a pastor. See? So when you pray that God sends laborers, you know, there are those friends you love. Some of you are keeping them. You don't even, you can't even say anything godly before them because you just look so uncool. Like you've lost your cool, like you're just out of place, like you can't discuss spiritual things. A few weeks ago, I sat in the presence of excess. And I won't go into it. There are people who are just so deep into some of this. I thought, 
this whole exciting is a joke. But they were doing the whole exciting and they were deep in the world. I wouldn't want to mention some of the things they were saying. They are shameful to talk about, although I'm tempted. But, <laughs> see? But I just prayed for them. That It was hard for me. I couldn't even have a normal conversation. The way I'm talking to you, I would feel so off because it was like I was in another country. I say, you also did that on. You know, so they were talking and you could, it, it was like Hebrew altogether, you know. So some of you have friends whom you can't even discuss the word of God with. You even know at this one who mislead me. <laughs> but you know the thing is hating you, but mm. You are better off letting go than holding on to some relationships. They are toxic. So, uh, one thing you can do if you cannot preach to them, let your life be a sermon. Then number two, begin preach. Uh, pray that God will send someone. Are you listening to me? We are going to have a lot of souls worn. Some of them will come to this church, some of them will not. But God has called us into the ministry of soul winning. Hallelujah. Now, here's the interesting part. The Lord Jesus Christ is still talking to them, and he says in Luke chapter number 10, verse 3, of the NKJV, go your way. Behold, I send you as lambs among wolves. Carry neither bag, neither money bag. Either with no wallets or purses. That's how Jesus was sending them. Knapsacks, sandals. Greet no one along the road. In other words, don't greet anyone, because some greeting, you can look asking, asking, just greeting. There are some people, they just greet you, you start searching. <laughs> so Jesus was telling them, do not even greet anyone on the road, on the road because some of them were thinking, I ah, will just be at a greeting. Judas had an idea. Just greet someone. But Jesus said, uh-uh, don't even greet anyone. Eh? Mm, just go. This was a very difficult instruction. And then he told them, but whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. Peace is a commodity. Peace is a substance. It says you can go into a place, release peace. And if they do not welcome you, if they, do not, if they are not deserving of that peace, that peace will return to you. You can actually tell in your heart how much peace there is. And the amount of peace in your heart is indicative of the nature of the storm you can stop. Jesus Christ said, when storm, be still. He didn't say, shakatabaye. No. He was sleeping, and then they woke him up. And then he said, when he saw the storm was raging, he said, peace, be still. That tells, and then the Bible says, there was a great calm. Not just a calm, a great calm. That tells you the amount of peace that was in the spirit of Jesus. When there's a lot of peace in your heart, there can be corona economic crunch, but somehow, you are not getting mental breakdowns. Are you, are you listening to me? Amen. The presence of peace does not necessarily mean the absence of trouble. It's an inner calm. Because trouble is really there when you are troubled on the inside. The trouble that's on the outside is not necessarily descriptive of the trouble that's on the inside. When you have peace in your spirit first, then that peace can come out and affect your environment. Are you listening to me? So now, Jesus Christ said in John 14, uh, in John 14, 27, my peace I leave you. 
So we already have peace. The Bible says righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. So we already have peace because we are in the kingdom. Now that you know, when you go into your house and people are sick and lacking and joking, you say, in the name of Jesus, peace be seen. I speak peace to this. Hallelujah. I need to calm down because I think I am cheating the non -cunny. So, peace, be still. Someone say, peace, be still. Peace. I want you to close your eyes right now. Imagine that place in your life that needs peace. You know, you know. I'm going to count up to three. You will raise your hands and by faith you are going to shout, peace, be still. It will hear. Are you ready? Think about it, think about it, think about it. Come on, we are doing acts of faith right now. One, two, three. You are getting there, you are getting there. And then he tells them, but whatever house you enter, first say peace to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. That's how the anointing is sometimes. You can be praying for someone. And it hits you back in the face because they don't believe. You can feel the thing is coming back to you. Okay. And remain in the same house. Uh -huh. Now he tells them what to do. He says, remain in the same house where they will come you. Eat and drink such things as they give. And then Jesus says, for the laborer is worthy of his wage. In other words, when they are doing ministry, when they do ministry, they are laboring. There are some people who ask questions. People who used to ask me questions. What do you do? I'm a pastor. Okay. Uh, what do you do? I'm a pastor. Uh, but you know what I mean. No, I don't. I'm a pastor. <laughs> you know? Because there are people who think pastoring is not a job. But you can imagine the, the amount of work that we do. We are there when people are born. We bury them. <laughs> we, we keep them in houses. We feed them. You know, you, you are just there for making everyone happy. Otherwise, what you do is not a job. But I know that's not the mentality that you have in the house of the faith church. You are very well exposed to the word of God. Not you, Ututu. You can hear Ututu when he's speaking, U15. Just speaking on issues they don't understand. Ah, that's an update. So you can hear when a person is talking that this is an update. The Bible says wisdom is too high for a fool. Jesus himself said a laborer is worthy of his wage, and yet he was telling them when you enter their houses, eat, <laughs> drink, whatever they give you. Oh, I feel like coming into some of your houses. Praise God. <laughs> I'm coming. Okay, so he tells them all these things, and he tells them eat because you are worthy. The same way when you work in your bank, the same way that when you work in your, in your, in your, whatever you do, photocopying and binding, you are worthy of your wages. You are worthy. You are worthy. When, when, when they do not, when they do not even pay you on time, you even want to join Sestus, but you work for a bank. You, you want to join some teaching union. There's no way they can delay our salary. You are upset. Why? Because you labored. You are worthy of your wage, except the pastor. <laughs> you are a fool. <laughs> but I know that's not you. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Uh, so, um, yeah. So, that's how it works. That's how it works. Jesus Christ commanded it. And now, interestingly, here's the thing. The Bible says in the book of Luke, chapter number 22, verses 25, and I'm reading from the NKJV, and he said to them, when I sent you without, ma without money bag, knapsack and sandals, did you lack anything? So they said nothing. The key word is that he sent them. Sometimes, sometimes if God has not sent you, one way you can know is that you are laboring so hard, but receiving little. This is what makes a lot, of men, a lot of men of God and ministers begin stealing and begin using gimmicks to gain. Of course, some are sent, but the love of money gets a hold of them. But you see, sometimes it may just be a sign that God did not send you. Some of them were sent by their inspiration. They saw someone go to Saudi Arabia, start, Arabia, start a powerful ministry. They hate God. They also went. They saw Pastor Daniel, who was just like a fourth year when he started ministry. Even me, I was starting third year. You fail. <laughs> you do this, you do this. Because every time that God starts a project, he funds it. Okay? So he asked them. The key word is he sent them. The Bible says, uh, I'm, I'm reading from the God's Word translation now. Then Jesus said to them, when I sent you out without a wallet, traveling bag, or sandals, you didn't lack anything, did you? And they answered, not a thing. See, key is, I sent you. The Passion Translation. Then he said to all of them, when I sent you out, I like this empty-handed. Did you lack anything? They were in shock and they said, ah, we didn't lack anything. So every time God sends you, he is going to provide. Are you listening to me? God provides for everybody he sends. And here's a principle. And I don't want to go into the depths of this. Ah... Uh, <laughs> you see, the worker is worthy of his wage is in two parts. When Paul was, I think let me just teach you so that you know. Some of you, even though you are new here, maybe you will keep quiet when you hear some people saying certain things. Because you saw it from your Bible, okay? When you read the Bible, there are certain things that Paul began to say. He began to teach and he began to talk about. I want you to look at the book of, and I'm going to read very quickly, 1 Corinthians. So it, it would be better for you to follow me than to read so that you can hear my voice. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. Okay. It is well. So Paul is beginning to complain here because he, him, he was working so hard to make provisions for himself. But then they were giving other men of God who just popped up from, from nowhere. This is why even when it comes to sowing seed, unless you are led by the Spirit, there's a place where you have to sow. Don't just meet any person on the road and begin to sow. You have to know where you are sowing. Don't just meet anyone on Facebook and sow. You have to know where you are sowing. Oh, but that man of God has an, has an anointing that I've not seen. You, you do not give to the ground because it lacks. You sow into the ground because you lack. The ground does not lack. You put seed in the ground and it gives you even what it never had. Because there's a principle of sowing and reaping. It's not even dependent on the anointing. It's dependent on honor. You sow in the ground because you know it's going to, to yield fruit. Okay, let's go on. So uh, Paul begins to, to talk and he says, 
Am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen the Lord Jesus? Are you not my work in the Lord? I like it in the Passion Translation. See? Verse 2, it says, ah, this is powerful. Let me just read it. Okay, let me rush. If others do not recognize me as the apostle, at least you are bound to do so. <laughs> in your own church, your man of God is your apostle and you are bound to recognize it. For now, your lives are joined to the Lord. You are the living proof, the certificate of my apostleship. In other words, you are the proof that I am called. So don't embarrass me out there. Because when you do funny things, some people say, hey, let's check the pastor. But some of you just misbehave. It was not my fault. I've done everything I can. Just what I highlighted. If you want to go to the house, you will go to So don't go out there and say, I'll not check my pastor. No, we left here. Now the fundam kwai. Hallelujah, church. Yeah. So he goes on to say, so, to those who want to continually criticize my apostolic ministry, here's my statement of defense. Don't we apostles have right to be fi supported financially? Meaning the church has the responsibility to be supported financially. The church has the responsibility to support the, pa the pastor financially. Don't, don't we have the right to travel accompanied by our believing wives? In other words, do we have, don't we have power to pick a wife among you? In other words, he has power not to force Eh? Ministers, eh, we have power to pick a believing wife. Then you just tell a sister, no, 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 no. Okay? There is a principle of gain. We'll get into that uh, when the Lord allows. Hallelujah. Even if the Lord tells you she's the one, don't just go and say, fresh of my fresh, born of my born. <laughs> Mrs. Kyra shall be your name. No. Brothers, game. Okay, moving on. You can come for lessons during the brother's class. Some of you know, oh, pastor is teaching game in church. How did all these people get engaged? Ah. You think I was just speaking for them? I just told them, please, don't, don't involve me. Go. Go ye therefore. Okay? Don't we have the right to travel our company? And then he says, of course we do. Or is it only Barnabas and I who have no right to stop working for a living? Are you following that? He said he has a right but he wants to keep working so that it does not become an offense to them. Because some people, some people will get offended. That's how much the pastor makes. Ah, these people are thieves. So what Paul decided to do is instead I will not work. Now, he was talking to the Corinthian church. He's saying for the purposes of the Corinthian church, when I'm with them, I will work so that they're not offended at me for making money out of them. Because when you read how he was talking to the Philippians, he was telling them, you were supporting me when I was in Thessalonica. When he was writing to the Thessalonians, he was telling them, be like us, work hard, mind your own business. Him who does not work must not eat also. Why? Because they were lazy, some of them. And some of them started becoming ministers just so that they could be provided for. So he decided to work. But meanwhile, the Philippian church sent him food and money for one year when he was in Thessalonica. So when you, see, when you see me, for example, I do work, I do businesses, I do a lot of things. Don't start saying, oh, that other church, where the pastor, he, he's a priest, our pastor. He does things on his own. Keep quiet. Those matters are too high for you. 
Because every person who's fed the word of God, according to the book of Galatians chapter number 6, the Bible says he must share every good thing with the one who teaches him. You, I, see, I, see, I see people from, from, for example, Catholic churches, they one time I was on a bus, and there was this old woman, I was even thinking I should pay for her. And then she, was, she, she looked behind and I was seated next to a priest. I never knew it. She said, ah, Father, so how are you? I am okay, how are you? I'm okay. They did their peace be with you right there in the bus. Hey. And when the, the father was about to step out, the father refused the money. She insisted. She removed and she paid for him. How we father? She paid. She insisted. They are cultured to do it. You see them do that in the villages. They'll say, oh, there's that pastor there. This cassava we've harvested, go take it to the pastor. They do that. See that? And you wonder why the, that generation is consistently blessed. They knew you are so educated that you think he is lazy, he must wake. The Bible says to share every good thing with him who teaches you the word. It's biblical. I was in shock when I saw a president, a head of state. Even the Lord teach the same thing. For it is written in the law of Moses, you should not put a muzzle over the mouth of an ox while it's trading out the grain. Tell me, is God only talking about the oxen there? It's a principle. Doesn't he also give us this principle so that we won't withhold support from his workers? It was written so that we would understand that the one who spiritually, the one spiritually plowing and spiritually trading out the grain also labors with expectation of enjoying the harvest. In other words, every time we are preaching to you, we are sowing spiritual seed in you. When you go out, you, you bring out material things. Is it so much when we eat of that material stuff? So stop now, the household of faith church has learned this, and you, you do a good job. I am not hungry. I'm telling you, you do a good job. So, now, be out there, picking on people who you see, oh, that pastor is eating from there. Careful. You will fight God. And you say, no, me, I just believe in working hard in the word of God. Okay. Continue believing my sister. So if we have sown many spiritual gifts among you, is it too much to reap material gifts from you? I'm still reading Bible. Hallelujah. Praise I'll read the last scripture here. In the same way, the Lord has instructed, in the same way the Lord has directed those who proclaim the gospel to receive their living by the gospel. It's an order from Jesus. Jesus. Jesus didn't just instruct you to be listening to the word of God. <laughs> he also instructed you that those who preach the word should eat from it. So, I just thought you should have an education about that. I'm not asking you to start giving me things. <laughs> I'm very well supplied. I'm just educating you. Hallelujah. So that's one way in which God does. Because the Bible says, uh, the laborer is word. Now, here's one thing you should know. 
Should I stand at one point? I should avoid this. Oh, okay. So here's one thing that we should learn. When the Bible says the worker is worthy of his wage, there are two streams in which God is going to provide. When God sends a person, he's going to build people to provide. Did you know that Jesus Christ ministered to people and when he ministered to them, they started ministering to him financially? When you read the book of Luke, write it down, chapter number 8, verse 1. When Jesus Christ began to go out and preach, the Bible mentions some people he went with, some people he prayed for, and they recovered, and some people who grew financially. The Bible says they gave him financial support and his disciples out of their own money. And strangely, these are women. Don't you dare say women are gullible. They just respond to the spirit faster than you. They, they learn so fast. Many, many meters. They can even say what's in the Bible and say, oh, this was Jesus. No. It's practical even today. It's not just your Jesus. It works even today. So that's one way. And if you do not support a man whom God sent, what begins to happen is God will start sending strange people to bless him. Because God will not make him sleep hungry. I'm telling you. Remember Elijah. Bamwankole, very stingy animals began providing for him. Very stingy birds. So if you are saying to Alaba Peshalelo, ah, because God called him, God called her. Are you listening to me? Yeah. When Jesus Christ did not have money to pay for taxes, no one had money. He sent Peter to go get from a fish. God will always have a way of providing for those he has called. Are you listening to me? That's very important for you to know. Miraculously, he'll provide for them. I had moments when we just started ministry, when strange people would just come. One woman, oh, I was told not to go inside. One woman, one woman came from nowhere and just gave me money. I had given all the money I had as sold into the ministry. And I was looking at people, I was like, ooh, these people give me a harvest. Because <laughs> I, I wanted, I didn't want, eh? I wanted. <laughs> then some woman just came with a bucket of money, please. No, I was in a certain meeting, and a prophet from Congo told me, go to Unza, you'll find a man of God, he's tall and dark. She forgot handsome. And... <laughs> His name is Kaira. You give him this money. The woman came. I didn't say, no, I don't receive money from him. I said, flesh and blood. <laughs> you, know, you know what Jesus Christ told uh, Judas? He told him, whatever you're about to do, do it fast. I told her, before you change your mind, <laughs> do it fast. Mm -hmm. The woman even left. I didn't pursue her further. I just said, no, let's lose each other's numbers lest she changes her mind. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. God will call strangers. Some people will just bless you. They don't even like you. And achieve 50 pin. Don't, don't try to start building Ichibwenzi. You want to build Ichibwenzi with a mwankole? Strangers. Just receive and say bye-bye. God bless you. <laughs> So God will always provide for them. Now, this is also true for all of you who are doing ministry. The worker is worthy of his wage. There's no labor you do in the Lord that, that, that goes unnoticed. Whether by your financial partnership, 
whether by belonging to a department. I was looking at these guys who were setting up. There was a lot of work. The worker is worthy of his wage. God has a way he's going to provide for anybody that's in ministry. Ministry is not just God. There's more to ministry than preaching the word of God. Do you think this backdrop bought itself? Someone paid for it. The person you are seated next to, you invited them. It was even awkward, but it's ministry. Look, they got saved. Some of them heard the word of God and they were transformed. The worker is worthy of his wage. Supernaturally, as you begin to serve God, you know, there's, there, ah, there's a blessing in serving God. Don't sit in the pew. You've been in a church three months. You are just waiting. There's some people who feel they are so special. They're waiting for this one day when the Lord will just speak and tell them, join the Hasha ring. No! Some of you are at your age if you can't save God. Then there are those people. All of you are getting engaged and getting married. Who told you The same blessing you are crying out for God. God gives you and that blessing takes, away, takes you away from the presence of God. The same blessing. The same blessing takes you away from the presence of God. A blessing, a blessing that does not land on wisdom can destroy. That's how Satan messed up. The Bible says he was so beautiful and anointed that he started seeing himself. Yeah, it's a Hebrew word. So, just make sure you remain humble. Continue serving God because in service there's preservation. There are a lot of people who've not died because they serve God. There are a lot of people who've kept their jobs because God knows if she loses her job, all those kinky people will stop paying for the rent. Are you listening to me? Do not withhold. Do not withhold. James talks about how some people have been cursed by money. Money is a spirit. You obey spiritual principles when God blesses you. Hallelujah. So all of you, God has a way. When you are serving God, be humble. Come early to church. God is watching. Make sure there's no lack. Don't just come say, ah, some of the things we pronounce ourselves over are too high for us. Okay, going on. <laughs> At least I can see your amazing teeth. It's quite dark. But lights are coming, hallelujah. Okay, let me move on. 
the grace is sufficient. And so, when you serve God, he's going to provide for you. God knows how to provide for his servants. Some of you try it for the next one month. Stop serving God. First, you'll be depressed. Let me tell you something. What people, and this is where many men miss it. Responsibility gives meaning to life. When people are not doing anything, they lose it. This is why when people are not doing anything, some of them waste their lives. They go to drinking, sleeping each other, and doing everything that is destructive. But some people misplaced their job for purpose. And so it was at the end of their life that they realized, I didn't do anything for God because I was given to a job. There's a difference between a job and purpose. Purpose is found in Christ. A job is found in the world. So don't think you are so important because you are just working a job. What do you do for God? There are some of you who think first in Kurileko. There are people who think one day, Makesa woke up, and some people think they are cats with nine lives. So, so first life, yam first, life, yam first, first, nala chilling, I go first. Then after one man, five lives, kwashalari for hour, ngakwashalari. No, you only have one life with no rehearsal. You have to take it serious from the word go. Get well from the word go. Not just because No. Apply the principles. Read the books, especially if you belong to this church. Why are you going to make wrong decisions with all this wisdom? It's only a fool who dies in the presence of water. Love should never make you lose your brains. You should keep your wisdom. Are you listening to me? Someone say, my wisdom is kept. Yeah, you keep your wisdom. I'm telling you, I'm a pastor, I've seen these things. So, make very considered decisions. Hallelujah. So when you are serving God, he provides for you. He will provide for you. Even when you are in trouble, he will take you out. Because he prizes what you do. He values your work. And I want to encourage all of you who have been serving God. God. God loves what you do. God takes pleasure in what you do. Whatever you are doing for the Lord, whether you are part of a department, whether yours is just giving. Listen, what the Bible says is, every man's work will be tested. Those who have done work, and yet they've done very little or bad work. It says when the work is taken through a fire, they will be saved. Yet as though, as someone who just passed through a war of fire. Now, if some people are going to be saved as though they passed through a war of fire, what more you who are doing nothing? 
Those who are doing something that they downgraded. bench. special. Please, please. Now, and I know some of you have not just learned. I mean very well. I may be poking you. If you are getting touched, you are in the right church. Uh, God rebukes those he loves. While you are going far, can't you be up So maybe you have to see that you are going near. That's when you start going far. Someone say, I'm going far. I'm going far. <laughs> I hope so. In conclusion, I want us to look at something. And could you kindly, could you kindly, uh, uh, could you kindly go to the car and prepare my gown? Because I, I, I'm about to bless some people. Now, uh, so that is divine provision by calling. <laughs> now, God also provides for people by what we call favor. And this is, this is amazing. There's a two-code favor. When God places that thing on you, everyone suddenly likes you. You may not be very good looking, but somehow everyone likes you. This is a thing that God placed on Mary so that she could, be, she could, she could birth Jesus Christ and attract the right man. The Bible doesn't tell us Mary was pretty. No, it does, and I'm not saying they're trying to say she was ugly. The Bible doesn't tell us Mary was pretty. The Bible tells us she was highly favored. The Bible tells us the Bible tells us uh, Sarah was very beautiful. That's what the Bible tells us. The Bible tells us Rebecca was beautiful. She was beautiful for the eyes to behold. See, that's what the Bible says. The Bible says, and Mavis, oh sorry, Rachel. Was for the eyes to behold, I always make this mistake. Please pardon me, children of God. <laughs> I'm working on it. So, she was beautiful for the eyes to behold. <laughs> if you want to know my wife, where it's bright, that's the one. <laughs> so, sorry, babe. The Bible tells us that. The Bible tells us Mary had to put, uh, uh, Esther had to put makeup for six months as somebody. <laughs> the Bible tells us of Ruth, she had to go and be available. Some of you, you have to be around. You know it's dark in church. <laughs> I have to cook. <laughs> Hmm? You hang out with the brethren and the sisters. You greet someone. Take off your mask outside. It's allowed outside. The places you are found in will determine the kind of the man you attract or the woman you attract. You don't say football pitch. Do you understand? Come games, nangukun chitofi. 
midweek service au repo kwisa come together service au repo kwisa church ile wape uh usain bolt and then there are those fools who after they have played they say how change mfa mu church kaili mu church mwa baba nomu umwa belele sana maka the way god is strengthfully he will cause another fool the other side to say no even a shifu na ina na yako kula ka church kula kula sikasana ma injectment dale mamboneko hello parakanshi bale mba open the eyes of my heart lord why is ready ya left na chona chisu ready ya ku right Awe lo mwasanga namuna mune mukaya kodeza. A he wolf and a she wolf. I can tell you that. God is powerful. Hallelujah. So, when you come to church also follow Jesus, please. Follow, follow. Follow Jesus, follow. Hmm? Hallelujah. So, that favor the bible but says of mary she was favored highly favored and this is what i'm releasing to you as i'm talking about it that that power that causes it to be found by the right woman it's not just some men some men the moment a woman enters out of your life something comes out so just don't be out there looking for your mary ah who is highly favored quite <laughs> You also need to be highly favored men. So I don't expect when I shout favor you are just waiting for the women is my neighbor Simon to shout amen. You also shout amen because you need it. I decree and declare favor is locating you in the name of Jesus. You will not cross paths with the wrong person in the name of Jesus. The favor of the Lord is locating you now. Hallelujah. Yeah, Mary was highly favored. When you read the life of Joseph This is this is interesting. The, the the story of Joseph is something that you find in the book of uh 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 Genesis chapter number 30 chapter number 37. Somewhere there the story of Joseph begins. I'm going to read a few portions because I have to come to a close. But these portions are so important. So in Genesis chapter number 37, the story of a young man named Joseph begins. Kibukisha Joseph You know, there are just some songs when you sing them you feel drained and some songs you have to look at them in the context of doctrine remember iliyo mule pala bana benu mumpali iwe ni mwana bani i will not get into that teaching But the Bible tells us of this young man named uh, 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 Joseph and the Bible says this is the history of Jacob Joseph being 17 years old now that's important for you to note because I'm about to make a point with this <clears throat> Joseph being 17 years old he was a teenager was feeding the flock of his brothers with his brothers rather and the lad was with the sons of, of Bilha and the sons of Wad and then he mentions the wives of Jacob this is the, the, and then he says now Israel that is Jacob loved Joseph more than all his children right here you begin seeing the favor of god 
Of course, we are told he was a kasuli. But there was something special about his kasuliism. You begin seeing the favor of God. And what happens when the favor of God is working in your life? You are loved. Now, every parent arguably, every parent arguably loves the last born. But this was a bit unusual. Because there was something about this boy. The way there's going to be something about you after this service. Joseph loved him more than his children because he was the son of his old age. So he made him a tunic of many colors, bought him swag. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him so much than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. The fact that you are favored does not mean everyone will like you. Principle number one. The fact that you are favored does not mean... Ev- the Bible says in the book of Luke chapter number one, verses, uh, 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 um, chapter number one, verses 47, two, verse 47, and Jesus Christ grew in favor with both man and God. But people still hated Jesus. They hated his guts. They hated his goodness. They hated the fact that everybody liked him. So the fact that you are favored does not mean that everything may be going well with you. But look, there's a point where it begins to show. Favor is like prayer. You can hide it for a few. What? No. People even start joking. Ah, did you see the pastor's wife? <laughs> Am I saying right? Am I seeing right or am I seeing visions? They will see. They will see. So that's how favor is. Please, please, bring it quickly, just quickly. You may hide it for some time, but it's going to show up. That's how favor is. You may struggle for some time, but it's going to show up. You may not be liked after for some time, but it's definitely going to show up. You, you, have, you have something for me? Okay, good. So, it's definitely going to show up. And some of you, as I'm speaking, because the Lord had put something on me for you. In this environment, something is entering your spirit. It will begin showing up. I know what the Lord is giving you. In your education, it may have looked like you, you may have had a bad CA. Your relationship life may have not been going well. Your marriage, whatever it is. But in this place, God is placing something in your spirit. Something in your spirit. Something in your spirit. The Bible says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. There's a point where it will begin following you all the days. You, you, you even start saying, me, I don't know. Everywhere I go, they just like me. Are you listening to me? They just like me. Somehow it just happens for you that they like you. You, you even now, know, you know it's not a fluke. You know that wherever they go, they just, I live that life so I know it. It's hard for me to point at haters unless they are used by demons. It's hard. You reach a place where it's hard to point at people who like you. At your workplace, they just want to work with you. You're not even the smartest, but somehow you just have this air about you. Somehow for you, the lecturer calls you and says, Iwe, if you watch us come class in Shirefuayai, you should be serious. Studying that, studying that. In fact, focus on that topic. Can't she stay one coming? 
The lecturer is even wondering why he was talking to you. He can't get it. But there's something that's working on the inside of you. And listen, this is what God does. This is what God does when he wants to promote a leader. All he does is he gives him favor in the sight of people. That's all he does. God can influence votes without rigging. <laughs> God. Suddenly, people in the bar will just start, start saying, ah, today we're trafficking Kombula. How? Who thought Sata would become president? The man was vulgar. The man had no breaks, not even finished ones. <laughs> but when the time was up, God just put favor on the man. And we all liked him. We all voted for him. I don't know where you have been. But suddenly, you know, no matter how much you have tried, after today, God is placing something in your spirit. Somehow when they sit in that board of directors, they'll look at everybody, but your name will be shining. Shout hallelujah. That's how it works. We know it. But look at Trump. <laughs> Trump. But that's what God does. The man is president. We can't even believe it. Someone would wake up from the dead, find Trump is president, think they are dreaming and go back. It was, it was, ah, it was a dream. No, but that's how God works. Hallelujah. And so the Bible goes on to tell us they were binding sheaves and then he started having all these dreams and he shared them with their bro his brothers and the brothers hated him because he used to dream. Joseph was 17 years old. There's a wisdom he lacked. Don't share dreams with everyone. Some of them will steal them from you. There was a company I went and I shared my, my, my dream with someone. The man said, I never called me, worked on it, <laughs> ate the money alone. I would have just gone straight to the director of what? But I said, ah, no, let me talk to my, oh, the whole idea. Not everyone is out there to promote you. And I'm not saying go out there. You just become weird. Be late. Don't share your dreams with everyone. Come share with me, or pastor, let me pray over you. Share with few friends. And then work towards them. Don't share with anyone. That's why they hated him. The man was a dreamer. And he used to tell them, eh, hey, they're not and the father would laugh. Then he now had a dream that even the father was bowing down to him. Then the father was, Ew. don't you know that I'm the great Jacob? But he said, oh, not a lot of you. Share name. We a lot of you. <laughs> it was just a dream, dad. Some people would like to shut you up because of your dreams. But you see, that's how the favor of God begins to work. It also begins to release divine direction. When you are favored, the Spirit of God is on you to lead you. And so they sought him. Now, they gathered together. I'm explaining chapter, chapter 37. They gathered together, the brothers, and said, Ah, this, this, this dreamer, we are tired of him. They hated him. And they decided, when they saw him coming, they said, Let us kill him. Imagine. They said, Let us kill him. That also the second point of favor. When they decided to kill him, one of them said, No, let's not kill him. Let's just put him in a in a system. Now that's very interesting. How can they all agree to kill him? Then one of them suddenly realizes, and then that one person's decision influences all 10 of them. That's the favor of God. That favor of God also preserves you. 
I'm telling you, that favor of God resting on you causes you to keep your job when everybody's been retrenched. Yeah. That favor of God preserves you. They can come. You are walking at night somewhere, you're going somewhere, and then you find thieves. And they start saying, okay, to And then suddenly one of them saying, just some stupid idea comes into their head and they start fighting each other. That's what the favor of God does. It preserves you. And I decree and declare that favor is upon your life to preserve you for the rest of your life. You will not participate in old age sicknesses. Listen, that's what I heard the Spirit of God tell me. There are some of you who no! The Bible says Moses was 110 years old and his sight was not failing. But the Bible says you are in a better covenant. Hey! Say, I refuse to participate. Yeah. No, everybody's getting retrenched. No, can you say to Alikus Kunga and so exam we the way they prepare them at CBU. They even put at the company started the word. No, you refuse in the exam room. I'm not failing. That favor of God can cause suddenly for them to say, let us regulate the max. I'm telling you. I'm not saying stop studying because the favor of God is on you. I'm not saying stop studying, but you know, sometimes, sometimes we've all been there. Well, Lord, even just a sea. I said the Lord will preserve you in your education starting from now. Hallelujah. You can open an Airtel money booth. Where are the Airtel money booths everywhere? They even told you But when that thing is resting on you, somehow the guy will just skip the first one, skip the second one, and just want to remove money from you. Hallelujah. That's how the favor of God works. Say it's working in my life. Come on, say the favor of God is working in my life. So they decided to sell him. Interestingly, they sold him to Potiphar. Joseph had been taken, and I'm ending with this. Oh my goodness. Here, here's something interesting that I noticed, and, and I'll close with this. We'll continue next week. The Bible says, now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites, who had taken him down there. This is powerful. This guy is, 17, is a 17-year-old slave. Are you ready for this? The Bible says, ah, every time I read this, I, I, I don't know, there are some things you read in the Bible and your spirit is just not the same. Something shifts on the inside. Listen to this. It says, the Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man. Let me read it from the KJV. I will tell you why. I know you've not seen it yet. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man in the house of his master. This guy was taken as a slave, yet he reached the 
the Bible describes him as a prosperous man. Prosperity is not in the manifestation of the prosperity. It's a state of the blessing on your heart. Look, the Bible says this guy has entered as a slave. Yet the Bible is calling him a prosperous man. It's not when you begin seeing things, that's when you know that you are favored. It's because you are favored. That's why you call yourself favored. Right now, I want you to awaken to this reality. Because sometimes it's because of how we are taught. We don't see things that God has placed in our spirits. So, struggle to work them out. You are blessed because of what you have and what you don't have. You are blessed because God calls you blessed. It's just a matter of minutes, a matter of moments. It may even just be a few months when they begin saying it. Hallelujah! As broke and as a slave as he was, the Bible called him a, a blessed man, a prosperous man. He, the, he used the word prosperity. Don't laugh at people who post themselves as prosperous. There is something they are working out. If you are not careful before, you see, you were not doing the confessions when they were doing it. I decree and declare, you realize you are a blessed man. A blessed woman where you are. Amen. I said you are a blessed man where you are. Amen. I want you to put your name there. And Daniel was prosperous. Oh, let's do that again. One, two, three, go. Hey, The Bible says, yeah, the Bible, the Bible says, whatever we ask for in prayer, Mark 11, 24, believe that you've received it. Believe that you've received it. Believe that you've received it. That means behave like you've received it. Talk like you've received it. Walk like you've received it. Behave like you've received it. You are praying, Father, in the name of Jesus, this month will not end. This month in the name of, I ask, oh Lord, this month will not end without, thank you because I've received it. Then everyone now is talking, you just destroyed the very thing you asked for. Remember, it's one thing to believe, it's another thing to faith. Belief is a state of the heart. Faith is the expression of the belief. It manifests in actions. In the name of Jesus, this body pain has left me. You behave like it. You even walk a bit. Don't just be there. Oh, no. If you are weak, start saying, oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Let me tell you this one last story. Let's stand, by the way, because we are going to pray. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I feel like the Lord is going to bless a lot of people in this moment. First, repent of your sin. Of what use is the blessing if it rests on sin? What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Repent and make your way straight. Because everything I've talked about won't make any sense if you're sinful. You will have it, but to what end? So giving your life to Christ is number one. That's what matters. 
Matter of fact, even if you never had anything in the world but you had Jesus, which is impossible after I've studied the word of God, then you are still in a very good place. Hallelujah. Stretch your hand towards me. I want to pray for you. All of you, by faith. I'm going to pray for you. After I pray for you, just begin to worship God. Thank Him because your favor gear has changed. Hey, that's what I heard in the spirit. Your favor gear has changed. From this meeting, your glory has changed. In the mighty name of Jesus, I decree and declare by the power of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Blessed be God. Praise God forever. In the name of Jesus. Multiplied favor. Multiplied favor. Multiplied favor. Multiplied increase. You will not only increase, you will multiply by the power of the Holy Ghost. Listen, whatever you have lacked, you are receiving it now. I break the backbone of lack in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of theft, I halt it. It has no effect over your life. Everybody under the sound of my voice, you are nothing short of being blessed.